on this week's episode of Marketing O'Clock. The platform is transparent about plans to be transparent about how content displays linked in the feed. Putting the ew in review. <laughs> Google Ads keywords won't trigger ads until they've been reviewed. Move over. There's a new apple of our eye in the search space. All. Allegedly. <laughs> All on today's show. <laughs> Welcome, you are listening to Marketing O'Clock, just stay tuned Digital marketing news, but let's get specific Digital ads, SEO and analytics Social media and more Pretty much everything that'll make your website perform New shows every Friday We give you the news with sass and puns And definitely high takes Thank you for tuning in You know what time it is it's officially marketing o'clock. Settle in, sit back, keep it locked. Hey there, I'm Christine Zernheld. AKA Shep. I'm Jessica Lee Bud. And I'm Greg Finn. And it is officially marketing o'clock. Here on Friday, June 3rd, 2022. Yes, Lee. Why are you including your middle name now? I don't know. Like I David Lee Roth? You're just like, oh, I keep the Lee. I thought it would be fun. I think it's really important. I love Thank it. You. Thank you. And to clarify, it's L-E-E. Yes. Very important mm-hmm. clarification. You're no L-E-I-G-H. I'm not. But we're here in June, you guys. Can you believe it? I cannot. Greg, what do you have going on right now? Well, first up this week, if you recall, about 20 days ago or so, my family had... A uh, little case of Bruno 19, the boy got it, nobody else got anything. Um, so my wife was traveling to Chicago. What was it? It was not last week, the week before. They all blur together. Yeah. I don't know. It might have been the day after we recorded. So maybe Thursday of last week, she got back. So she was gone the early part of last week and picked up Bruno 19, a separate case in Chicago. Unbelievable. <laughs> so thankfully, she got home and wasn't around. He's like, I might not be feeling good. And isolated, and she's just—I've been like just like a little servant. No, but really, like (laughs) Greg, the you of that whole situation. Because when the kids had Bruno, you told us that she like had a big presentation. You had to like take care of them by yourself. Yeah, and now she has it. You're like a single parent again. She she watched them for the first day, basically, but uh, I got nothing nothing major. Thankful to science and all that, but I've just been taking L's after L's after L's lately, and I. What does that look for? L's loss. losses. Losses. I thought dubs. it was some like mystery <laughs> supplement, like Lizzie. No, no, no. <laughs> no. So I want your professional opinions to this, whether or not this is going to be a loss, another loss, Jess, mm-hmm. for me. I have glasses now. It is super annoying switching sunglasses and glasses. Do not. No transition lenses. I was thinking. No. Yes. Of how (laughs) practical it would be to have transition lenses. You can't do it. You have to do it. You can't. Take the lysine. But I'm You got to do it. I've had so many L's though, Jess. I I need a dub. (laughs) This could be the dub. You'll have those if you don't like them. You're uh, a style expert. What would you say about transition lenses coming to uh, my face here? Immediately, no. <laughs> Immediately, no. It, well, first of all, I didn't Such know it was no. a fashion question. I thought it was yeah, a it's a fashion question. question. Oh. 
Oh. I'm scared that they might make a comeback because I feel like some really bad things are. But just imagine you only have one pair of glasses. They called my brother Shades in middle school. He had them. He did. He was on the football team. It was cool. Jason. It wasn't. Yeah, Jason. Jason Shades, Garfinkel. Look him up. It was a cool thing, though. They were like pumping him up. So what's the consensus? Seems no. Like no. No. Yes. Greg, all I, the, can't, I can't take another out. When you take a picture, it's not good. But you'll you have, have those on your face now. No, keep you keep them. You keep you keep one pair of glasses on all day. No, I know, but you keep those in case you don't like it. You just buy a new pair. Get a hat. <laughs> <laughs> Sun's in your eyes. Right. Get a hat. Thanks. Okay, well, I had a fun weekend. My husband ran the half marathon, but more importantly, they had this like diaper dash race the day before. So we decided to enter the little lady. She trained for months, putting in the hard work, like really showed up the morning of just like ready to go. And she won her heat of the diaper dash. She had a lot of speed off the blocks, yeah. I'll say. She well, started quick. But the baby in lane two was kind of ahead of her. And then she kind of came from behind. It was really exciting. She ran 26.2 feet. Wow. It was actually super cute. It was really it cute. It was so fun. But we were kind of, we were taking it like way too seriously because you know me. So we're lining up. We get there really late, first of all, because it's me again. And I'm like really stressed. I'm like, we're going to be late for the diaper dash. Like I didn't realize there were heat. So I'm getting there and I hear the lady talking about it. I'm like, we're going to miss the diaper dash. Like, like it was the worst thing in the world. <laughs> so then we line up we're at the very back of the group and I'm watching all the babies ahead of us. And I'm like, some of these babies can't even crawl, let alone walk. There's like a two month old here. Like I hope we're in that heat. This kid's got no chance. Like, <laughs> we're going to smoke them. Give me all these babies. And I'm like texting. I'm like secretly taking pictures of these babies and sending it to all my siblings who are invested. And I'm like, hope we're lined up against this kid. People were cheating, taking their infant and like walking them up. Shep, this isn't a real race. And then those babies would win. <laughs> those babies, though, are not going to make it in life if their parents are doing that. Seriously. They're babies. If you can't walk, you're just wait until next year, okay? Wow. That's cheating. And if I had been in that heat, I would have been so mad. She'd have been kicked out. <laughs> it was fun, though. Jess, what do you have going on? I'm having fun, too. New month, new me. Got a new name. As you all know. New I've month, <laughs> new lead. <laughs> yeah. And I've been listening to, or should I say, yeehaw, because I've been listening to country music, as you know. I've also recently picked up creamy condiments. Oh. I'm like I thought you were a hater that, of mayonnaise. <laughs> I have not touched mayonnaise yet, but um, I had a creamy ranch salad dressing last night intentionally, like I put it on. And when we got Taco Bell last week, I didn't want to be the person that said no sour cream on my five tacos, please. So I just ate it with sour cream, and like it was fine. Wow, I love yeah. creamy condiments. Welcome to the club. Thank you. I'm excited for your future. <laughs> I'm not. <laughs> Well, as you guys know, we have been feeling really down lately because of all of the recent tragedies here in the U.S. in general, and there was one that affected our community in Buffalo here a couple of weeks ago, so we really want to give back to that community on the east side. So we have a special podcast episode coming out. It's going to be gated, um, so you guys can pay to listen, and our agency, Cypress North, is going to match 100% of the donations up to $5,000, so do it. Yeah, so whatever you put, it's double mm -hmm. on us to help out and it is going to go to the 
five or the Buffalo 514 Survivors Fund. So 100% of donations are going directly to survivors. It's put together by TOPS and the National Compassion Fund. So whatever you donate for this, you get the show. We've got an all-star cast and it's going to be doubled by us, Cypress North. Yeah, we have a lot of former BFFs and just current BFFs and friends of the podcast. So many amazing people. We're not talking about marketing. It's all fun. A little bit of marketing, but it's an accident. (laughs) (laughs) Definitely check it out. And if you're looking for more content, this time free, there is a new episode of Agency Scoop that Jill Fetcher, she just doesn't stop. Won't stop. Can't stop. (laughs) She has an amazing guest this week who's also joining us for that episode we talked about. Barry Schwartz of Rusty Brick fame. The Barry Schwartz? Yes. And wow. we don't get to hear, he's always like talking about his blogging and SEO. We don't hear a lot about his agency, Rusty Brick. So she's sitting down, getting the agency scoop there. And it's a really <laughs> awesome episode. So check it out wherever you're listening to this. Yep. And then one other note on that special episode, the Oops All Heck episode. Well, it's going to come out, we're looking for mid next week. Maybe we'll do a quick little mini post on our feed here to let you know where to go for it. Um, and you can sign up and, and consume it that way. And getting into the news this week, we have kind of low-key, really big news from Google Ads. They updated their policy saying that keywords won't be able to trigger ads until they've been reviewed. This is effective immediately and will be fully ramped up and enforced within a two-month period. So now if you have a search ad, a keyword that says under review as a status, that ad will not trigger until that keyword is approved and ad reviews can take up to one business day so this is a big difference for a lot of people rusty brick himself said in this post on his site he said assume this is pretty big change for some of you and you may start noticing that your new ads are not serving due to this reason that's true barry (laughs) yeah and i think it really if if you are somebody trying to catch up on like hot news super hot things it's going to probably take you know up to business day but i i haven't seen ridiculous disapprovals of keywords like mm-hmm. you had with extensions or images or anything like that so yeah it depends i've been burned really <laughs> keyword eyes? not r- super recently but yeah right so you just got to be more diligent make sure you have all of your alerts on and it's going to take longer than it has been and I'm, I'm getting better with this but i just get super nervous anytime i launch a campaign and i'm always like well, we can't do it on a Friday because of business days. And I want to be able to watch it really close as it rolls out. Like, especially if I'm using smart bidding, maximize conversions, I want to be like, just checking in every 30 minutes to see how it's doing. And this is a whole nother day tacked on to whenever you launch. So if you're like that, now you you don't know if you can launch on Thursday. So I think we're all going to have to get the Google ads app to be a little bit better, which, yeah, or worse. (laughs) I hate it. (laughs) Um, And PPC Greg asked Ginny a pretty important question about this. He said, will attempting to run ads on restricted keywords be added to the three strike rule on that note? She said, no. The strike system looks at repeat ad content policy violations. See what's currently evaluated under that system here. So it's not going to go into play with this keyword update. But just know when you launch a new campaign, clients are asking about it an hour later. You might not have any impressions yet, I guess. Pretty big change. Greg, what else is happening? So there are rumors, according to Robert Scoble, who has said this is not a guess, but that he's heard it from many places, that Apple will be teasing a new search engine at their WWDC event on June 8th. So obviously huge news. 
according to the article that was shared by Glenn Gabe, that's where I saw it first, tweaktown.com, they say Apple search engine rumored Siri could finally get smart. I guess the big news here is that if this actually happens, there will finally be a true competitor in town for Google, both on the organic side and on the paid side. So I am probably the biggest the biggest Google Ads fan. I don't like what they're doing to some some sections of this, but I am all for this. If they can get going and there's another competitor and Google has to keep up, and then I feel like they've come at the way they roll updates out as a way to look at their revenue first and then some advertisers need second, they might, might have a little pressure might help to have them try to cater to getting more dollars. I feel like competition is better and you know maybe this will help. What do y'all think? I don't hate it. I just feel like the whole ATT thing was like aimed at taking out Google ahead of this. Well, a lot of advertisers mm, yeah. I would say for sure, you know. So I hate that they like made things harder for a little bit of time and then I'm like our conspiracy theories are right. John Henshaw's conspiracy theories are right. <laughs> No, I don't hate it. Competition's good. I hope they have a better keyword matching system than Microsoft if that's coming. I don't know. <laughs> well, I think I think too. Whenever you see some of these systems start, like there's, it's always not quite like a true final product. So I bet you'll have a lot more targeting, but things will be taken away. But I bet there will be a lot of areas if this does come into fruition to like make money and do well by your clients or your company. So. Um, we'll keep you, you know, in, in touch with the news here, but I am all for this. I love all it. those Siri questions are going to be ads, maybe. <laughs> She's so helpful. <laughs> Speaking of helpful, next up here from LinkedIn. Starting today and over the next several weeks, we'll publish Myth Busting the Feed, a series of blog posts and on-platform content that will aim to provide greater insights into how our product works and addressing common misconceptions and assumptions. Our ultimate goal is to be transparent with you on how we think about the feed and how things work. Now that's an exact quote, so I use the word today. Uh, that happened on May 25th. We record on Wednesday, so we had just missed this when we recorded last week. Uh, but also happened last week, Greg, you had a story with a Mythbuster in it, so I'm sensing a theme. Yeah, Adam Savage, <laughs> he lost his hack about printer results. Is he the, the one with the hat or without the hat? Without, without the, hat. the hat. Did one of them die? Grant. Oh. Grant, the sidekick fellow. The vegetarian one is a lot like you. That Remember lady? Her? Yeah. <gasps> She'd always get upset when they had to use a pig carcass. Oh, yeah, yeah. We'd get For ballistics testing. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that is the nicest thing you've ever said to me, Shop. I love it. Anyway, back to the news. This is great. I think I personally heck on LinkedIn a lot just because I'm not businessy enough to really use it. But I think they might be the good guys. This remains to be seen. But we always talk about Facebook being evil and LinkedIn. We just joke about business memes. But I think they're trying to do some good here, being transparent and helping people understand their platform. They want users to be good as well. The first video from Sabri Tozen, the VP of Engineering, talks about how their goal is to make LinkedIn a place where folks can come and talk about things that are important to them and have constructive, respectful conversations in a place where they feel connected to their community. I think it's really nice. Again, social media can be pretty toxic in some cases. So I feel like the context of LinkedIn lends itself to be different than that. But it's nice that 
you know, he went on to say things about how personal and professional growth go hand in hand and they're aligned. So it's not always just here's how to succeed at work. But people are talking about yeah. real things like mental health and imposter syndrome and real issues that affect work but feel more personal. It could be toxic, so they have to be vigilant. Yes. Like, SEO Twitter is kind of toxic. That's what I mean. Like even the <laughs> most businessy things can feel, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> but I like it. I think... I think it's a good move. And again, the videos, there's only two of them out so far. They feel really warm and fuzzy. They don't feel fake. But I will say that that's all they are is warm and fuzzy. They're really kind of talking about what they want LinkedIn to be, but they don't get too much into how they have it be that way. So as far as actually boosting visibility in the feed, no idea, but they do promise more insights to come. The next videos will cover how the algorithm works and personalizing the feed. And then the following video is content distribution and how we work to address bias. So again, I think... More details are coming. They just kind of wanted to set the stage for it. So in the meantime, if you're wondering how it does work now, the things that we know, Andrew Hutchinson recapped them um, in his post about this on social media today. It LinkedIn factors in dwell time into content racking, ranking, um, posts with double spaced text, <laughs> racking, just <laughs> racking it up. Um, posts with double spaced text that are designed to lure clicks are being penalized. They um, encourage users to, or they don't, posts that encourage users to engage via likes or reactions will see less reach. And LinkedIn, as we know, is trying to limit the amount of polls that users can see. So they've already talked about some of those things. So I think more of those types of insights are coming. That's just a recap, again, of things we already know. So good marketers, Jamie, Adam, keep an eye out for more myth-busting posts <laughs> to come. All right. <clears throat> and Wednesday of this week, Ginny Marvin from her at ads liaison Twitter handle had a series of tweets about how automation occurs within Google. This was, I think it was like 28 pages or something. It was a very long PDF. I skimmed through it. I need to take a, a deeper dive to, to get everything out of there. It happened the same day we're recording today and also shooting our special show all day long. <laughs> One thing that I thought was Again, hopefully people that listen to the show, this writing has been on a wall from 2021, but they talk about when they're deciding between um, the keywords and how they start to create the bids. And they say like once the system prioritizes eligible keywords that are identical to the search term, which is in step three of this auction process, step four says that the responsive search ad creative system automatically assembles the best performing creative for the user and then it goes on to start talking about ad rank. And there's a whole bunch of very interesting kind of like flow charts as to how things work. And if you're one of these people, these dinosaurs that are latched on to ETAs or expanded text ads, there's not a mention here. So everybody that's thinking they're crafty being like, oh, I have these really good, you know, <laughs> ETAs that have great conversion rates. Google isn't going to care, and I think Fred Valleys has led the way talking about how you need RSAs to get the impression share in today's you know auction system. And this just goes on to prove that point that they assemble the RSAs right after they look at the matching of the keywords. So I thought that was yeah. one interesting point. I feel like I'm like breaking my back in some accounts to get ETAs in this month, and it's like a waste of time. Don't even bother. <laughs> like, why am I doing it? No, I mean, have... Maybe have one and test it out. Yeah. Google wants RSAs to happen. Guess what? They're going to try as hard as they can to make it happen until it doesn't. But RSAs are here to stay. It's going to be the same with Performance Max. We see it with shorts, like with YouTube. They want shorts to happen. I would say, 
95% of YouTube users don't want shorts to happen. They have TikTok for that. But Google's if if they want something to happen, they will make it. It's like it's like Instagram and Reels, you know. Mm-hmm. Like they mm-hmm. want it to happen. They'll do anything they can to get people to put Reels on Instagram. And it's Instagram's like a social network. TikTok's like an entertainment network. It's not the same. But these these companies they make it loaded in that direction they want you to go. So if they want you to go one way, maybe test it out because they are going to try to back it up any way possible. All right, there was also a quote. <laughs> I just love this. Julie Pacini is going to be rolling her eyes so hard right now. Quote that says, advertisers that switch their exact match keywords to broad matching campaigns using a target CPA can see an average of 35% more conversions. At what? Do we know at what cost? No, of course no. we don't. Of course no. we don't. We're targeting a CPA. Was we don't know if we're hitting it. We don't know what it is. Target CPA? There's no information yeah. here. And then it says Google internal data for one month in July. I think PPC Greg discovered that one of their sources was from like a two-day period in yeah. um, Don't quote me on that, but it was a very small sample size. And it's like, all right, you can see 35% more conversions. Am I paying 40% more? <laughs> like what's happening here? Additionally, there was another quote that said, advertisers that switch their exact match keywords to broad matching campaigns using a target ROAS can see an average of 20% more conversion value. I don't know what the budget is. <laughs> so, <laughs> do what you want with it. Mm. One of the more interesting parts of the 28-page PDF was how Google is now trying to get you to combine exact match keywords with broad match keywords using a portfolio bid strategy. And they're showing that if you have a lower CPA for some of the broad match terms and a higher CPA for some of the exact match terms, of course it wasn't the other way around because they want you to do broad match because you see less terms (laughs) and you'll spend more. Um, But how like this blended approach can help to move some of the spend from exact to broad and instead of for the same cost getting 100 conversions, how you could get 110 using this portfolio bid strategy. So I would say that's very nice. You could also. What about phrase? Some people <laughs> rule out exact. We don't talk about phrase. <laughs> but it, it's interesting. Use it at your own risk. Like also, if your broad match is doing well, like you can increase the budget on that as well. Mm-hmm. It's not that big of a deal. Give it more budget if it could use it. If it's doing better than exact match, don't spend the same on it. I think there is many times that intent that you want to capture on exact match of people looking at the bottom of funnel terms. And I get it kind of old school this way. I love broad match now. Would have never said that three years ago. But don't just do something that Google says. Remember, they make money off of you, right? They're making money off of you. So do what's best for you, not what they say. And if it tests it and it works, good, great, grand, wonderful. Execute it in your accounts today. Now it's time for this week's take of the week. This is a hashtag fire digital marketing take with extra spice served up for you. We simply deliver the take for your consumption. We give no opinions. We don't influence. You make the call. This week's take of the week comes from the one, the only, Manaham Ani, and he has a thread. It's a two-tweet thread. He says, 
how to increase your Google Ads Optiscore to 100%. Spool, 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 the like a little thread spool. And then he's just got a gif of somebody saying, dismiss. <laughs> so, oh, that's I love so good. It. Everybody complaining about Optiscore, listen to Menahem. He'll also be at SMX Advanced on June 14th and 15th, and I'll be doing a Q&A with him. He's got a great presentation, um, but I love that. Thank you, Menachem. Hilarious. Now it's time for this week's ICYMI. ICYMI, people, this is something you just might not have seen. Maybe something that you overlooked, but you shouldn't have. ICYMI, people, if you missed PPC chat this week, they were talking about Google Marketing Live and they had Ginny Marvin on the blower to answer questions that people had regarding all of the announcements. It was really fun. And Julie, I don't know if she's published it yet as the time of this episode being released, but she was working on like an article on the PPC chat website where she was going to go in depth on all the questions and have Ginny answer them. So check that out. But Ginny, one of her questions slash comments was that she was interested in all the talk about uploading customer data. She said, I don't think a lot of businesses are necessarily thinking about the liability part of making sure they consult with legal advisors on their policies in terms of service regarding targeting using first party data. Um, so Gil Gildner, there's a lot of back and forth here because it's PPC chat. But Gil Gildner responded and said, who's liable for the collected data? And Jenny replied and said, businesses are responsible for the data they collect on their users. And I think this is something that like I knew, but you really have to think about that all the time. And I think we're all like, especially as an agency, mm-hmm. you're like uploading lists on your client's behalf sometimes. And you don't know how you could be implicated in that. And you just really have to think through what data is being collected and if it's going like above board and if you're consulting a lawyer. So really good point. And Chris Ridley just retweeted it because it was buried in the archives and said, remember this when you upload customer data into advertising platforms or anywhere really. And I really appreciate it. Thanks, Chris Ridley and Jenny and everyone. Yeah. And one thing you can do with this is you can do a little screen recording and show your customers how to upload that themselves. Mm -hmm. That's kind of a little workaround. And then the other thing is, your your clients hopefully should have a good enough rapport with you, but they're not actually giving you their client emails. Now, a lot of times you'll have CRM access to see everything in their HubSpot or Marketo or something like that, but that's just a thought to say, you know what, we want you to put this up here so that it is attached to you and that somebody doesn't see. Because with Meta, um, you can see who uploaded those lists. So again, just a, maybe a little bit of workaround to take some of the onus off of you and you know put it onto the people that want, are going to reap the rewards from yeah. using this. 2022 is the year of screen recordings for us. It really is. I love it. <laughs> Loom. It saves so many meetings. It's so amazing. Now it's time for this week's Pew Pew Lightning Round. At this point in the show, we split up our content into three parts. Paid, organic, and social. First up in the paid universe this week via Barry Schwartz for search engine land, Google ads announced some changes to smart display campaigns this week. So here's what's new quote to simplify campaign creation and management, smart display campaign campaign features were made available within all display campaigns, which is so confusing. I guess we should call them dumb display campaigns, mm-hmm. except not anymore. 
because we'll get to that. Part two, optimized targeting is now set as the default targeting method when you create new display campaigns, aka dumb display campaigns. They're also just getting rid of smart display campaigns, so I guess we're all just dumb. As of August 1st, 2022, so if you have an active, paused, or removed smart display campaign, they will automatically migrate it to display, but rest assured, the migration will not cause any fluctuations with your campaign performance. I'm a little doubtful of how well your campaign was performing with smart display. (laughs) (laughs) Poorly. Yeah. Really bad. I'm surprised they're not updating them to Pmax, but... I just... I'm going to look into the camera here and make a plea to somebody at Google. Please, dear God, stop naming your campaigns with adjectives that make no sense and are not helpful. I do feel like they're getting it. Well, they max, need performance, performance max. max. Never mind, you're stupid. But they're getting rid of... You're not stupid. Google stupid. They're getting rid of smart, at least, I think. Because I agree, but you replace it with something that sounds like a frat yeah. bro came out and said, oh, yeah, what do we call Performance Max? It's literally the name of my brother's lacrosse team, okay? Performance Max? Yeah. Wow. Performax Sports. I, in the beginning, I always called it Performax, and we had to edit it out, okay? He also calls hair lettuce. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, yeah. That's a Jim Rome thing why, from back in the day. Why are we, like, that's not a PPC term. That's not a performance advertising term. That is a... Lax bro term. No, call, call it a, <laughs> uh, a flexible campaign because it can flex with video. It can have shopping feeds coming. Or, call it something other than the world's stupidest name, Performance Max. What if it doesn't perform? Then it's not going to be Performance yeah. Max. Like just don't dumb down these things. Optimized targeting shouldn't be optimized targeting. I've never seen that actually work better than normal yeah. targeting. Never once have I seen it work better than normal audiences. And that's once. I want to take a step back because I kind of went through this fast. Optimized targeting is now the default targeting method when you create new display campaigns. And we bring clients on and it's like, here's your remarketing list and here's the optimized targeting. Obviously, it's not remarketing. It stinks. Mm. It is not optimized targeting. And you're just trying to pull the wool over everybody's eyes. Call it what it is, expanded targeting, yeah. targeting expansion, calm flexible campaigns, calm automated flexible campaigns, whatever you need to do, just stop naming them the stupidest names ever. Because then when you sunset something that's the smart display campaign, now it makes it seem like everything's dumb. Call it, it the easy display campaign. Some Something. Just why, if it was so smart, why would you ever discontinue it? And now you're just on display yep. campaign. It is a bad look, and I'm trying to help you out, Google, because I want you to win against Apple, and I want yes. you to make your product better. But again, practical tip. If you are making a remarketing display campaign and you don't know how to turn optimized targeting off because it is now default, it is not a remarketing campaign. And it is hidden. It's very so hard to find. Call us. We'll show you how to turn it off. For free. Just DM <laughs> us. Okay. People who are doing good in the world. Best online marketing group or a new friend. Love them. At B-O-M group A-B. They said, don't know who needs to hear this. I did, but you can choose to target or exclude search partners and display in Performance Max campaigns if you use the ads editor. I was shocked. And they also asked for a t-shirt. You've got it. Um, I was shocked. If you do it in editor, you can turn it off. I don't know if it 
works. Like I, I just did it today. So I don't know if it actually is like stopping those impressions. And I have no way to check because there's well, no you, data. You didn't crunch the data. <laughs> <laughs> so we could try though. It'll make us sleep better at night, I guess, that we're doing all we can. Thanks, Bessa, on my marketing group. And Microsoft Advertising announced that they are now allowing advertising for cryptocurrency exchanges in the United States on the search network only. If you knew me five months ago, when I had to literally create a new account for a client who had crypto keywords in an ad, but it wasn't specifically for cryptocurrency, it was for a legal service, and... We got shut down a couple times and then they just kept putting a hold on the account because a previous violation could not figure it out. And I had to set up a new account entirely. True facts. <laughs> and now it's allowed. To There's be some fair, stipulations. We'll get into it. Okay. Search network only. Advertising will be restricted to pre-approved exchanges and educational content offered only by the first party or brand owner. So I probably might have been flagged anyway, but it's just comical. Yeah, so you can't you can't be like, oh, get this coin offering. That's not what this is. This is more like I'm looking for a place where I can have a wallet. Mm -hmm. Don't mess around with crypto if you don't want your account to be taken away. Retweet. Microsoft Advertising also announced that it is now available for agencies and brands located in Japan for search and native campaigns. They're always expanding and we love to see it. PPC Kirk tweeted, he said, not a lot of awareness on this right now, but heads up that every GMC account will be auto-opted in to the condition automatic item update in the month. So it says beginning June 26, 22, all accounts will be automatically opted in. You can opt out in Merchant Center through the automatic improvement settings under the item updates. If you opt out, your products may be disapproved if they use an incorrect condition value. Thank you, PPC Kirk, author of Stop the Scale. But there's no stopping PPC Kirk. Never. Ooh. Tales from PVC Reddit from user Serenity Now one two five three. God grant me the serenity to read this post. It says Google Ads new account setup is out of control. Did I write this? <laughs> I don't know. Serenity Now. Is that I you? love Let saying things are out of control, and it's like the Serenity Prayer has control in it. It's like the to. to Change the things I can control and the wisdom to know the difference, you know? Like, you know what Serenity Now is from? What? Seinfeld. Oh, oh I wouldn't know. Thought it was I thought it was, they were Catholic and maybe an no. AA. It's a Serenity Now. <laughs> okay. Out of control. You can no longer create your first campaign in a new account using manual CPC. <laughs> it's not an option when setting the account up. Unbelievable. You guys... This is all their words. It's like I wrote this. Let me see your phone. I want to yeah, see right? what you're logged in as on Reddit. You have to set up under a different bidding method, and once the campaign is created, you have to go back and make the change. Like call-only campaigns. So sketchy. Hate to see it. Not surprised. I, I'm not going to rant on this. You sure? Are you sure? Last <laughs> Sometimes manual CPC. <laughs> <laughs> if you just do maximize conversions with target CPA, 
it doesn't work. You need data mm-hmm. to set a campaign up. Sometimes manual CPC can help. Yeah, maybe maximize clicks, maybe maximize conversions. But with manual CPC, at least you can say, I want to bid this amount. This is my bid. I understand it. Smart bidding is better. But to start things up, if you start with target CPA, and if things are getting pushed that way, it stinks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they need to fix that before they push this on people. Well, too late. I know. God grant me the serenity. PPC Gurk said, Gurk. <laughs> you can't stop the Gurk. <laughs> He says, whoa. <laughs> Google just took a huge shot at third-party feed providers in Merchant Center. Anyone tried the direct edit override products of specific products yet? I've seen this before. I've never seen this before. When so. did they roll this out? Okay, do you want to chime in? No, he said, I've never seen oh, this before. Oh, I'm sorry. I've never seen this before, so you haven't either. <laughs> no, no. I just said, I'm, I don't I want you to breathe. besmirch Gurk. Gurk's name, all right? <laughs> No, you can't override an offer that's in there. Essentially, so it's 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 all good. Um, you just you were able to edit things before, and now you can't. It's a bigger deal for people with like a big library of products. People with a smaller library of products, you should be able to wrangle the feed y- yourself. Um, but people that have massive libraries, sometimes you can override things, and you're not going to be able to um, for this specific uh, override offer that is being taken away. Thank you, Gurk and Greg. Matt Navarra at Matt Navarra tweeted this week, TikTok added a lead generation feature in app for business users. So it says get leads, collect valuable leads, find more opportunities for your business while TikToking. Um, and then you can connect with customers and even manage your leads in the app. So I just feel like the opportunities for Queen Jill Saskin Gales are abounding. <laughs> yeah. We get more, more. I mean, it seems like she's doing great. You get don't more leads. think of TikTok for B two B. She's already got a following there, and now she can get leads. There you go. I'm just so happy for the queen. Happy Jubilee. <laughs> and from the Google Ads Developers Blog, listen, we've been telling you literally for years the AdWords API has officially sunset. If you haven't switched yet, it's not a good situation for you. Switch, okay. <laughs> I don't know how many more times I can say it. So they have this article that talks about how starting June 1st, it's going to have 50% more errors in the error rate. And then by July 31st, 100% errors. Get off of there, okay? <laughs> Do you remember when WordStream shut down because they didn't have the capacity to change from the old API to the new one and they blamed it on Google? Never forget. Whoa. Wait, they're just gone? gone. But their blog is still up, isn't Susie it? Susie Moreno's there, though. So okay. We, we, Queen. we stand her. Okay, Andrew Lulk said, nothing to see here. Just spent 8K in a few days on search terms with zero search volume on Google, but a 41% click-through rate on search partners. Ads liaison, how can Google honestly say that this is intentional and quality traffic? Also, I want to say, I said a few months ago that um, Microsoft Search Partners was doing okay for me and I had like a bad week and I take it back. Yeah, I challenged you on it, and I was right. You forget that it's on, and then you're mm. like, what's happening here? And it's search partners. <laughs> Be careful. Just turn it off, probably. <laughs> okay, and from Lawrence Chassis at L Chassis on Twitter, he says, reminder, if some of you still have Gmail campaigns running, Gmail campaigns will stop serving on June 28th, 2022. Again, I don't know what to tell you. It's been a long time. There's no chart for this yeah. one, though. You need PMAX if you want <laughs> Gmail, and... 
you can't opt out people who have unsubscribed. So tread lightly. And discover campaigns. Discovery campaigns. Oh, yeah. How could I forget? That is it for paid what's happening in organic. All right. First up in the organic news, we are seeing some of the ramifications from the May 2020 core update. Make sure you follow Lily Ray at Lily Ray NYC on Twitter and Glenn Gayback on Gabe on Twitter. But Lily has some early increases, 20 to 70% among a few publisher clients. It seems like it's health, wellness, and politics. Um, mainly health, there were some that were up 25%. So go follow her. She's got a whole bunch of stuff over there. And from Search Engine Land, what's that noise? It's time for Barry's Charts with Greg. Barry Schwartz has a deeper dive into the May 2020 core update. And of course, he's got all the charts. There is a, a, a very good breakdown that he has, and he's got some things from Rank Ranger that compared this update to November 2021. I didn't know what I was looking at with this first chart here from Rank Ranger. I'm like, this is the same thing. It's like the, the Pam meme where there's the two pictures and says the pictures are the same. If you look at this Rank Ranger orange and blue chart, I'm like, what am I even looking at? But then you look and you realize that it's showing how closely related November 2021 update and the May 2022 update are. But I thought it was the same wow. thing looking at that. That's the point of the chart. All right, so that did not make the final cut. Our second place winner here was from SEMrush. There was a rank volatility change comparison. I just like the colors of it. It They're reminded nice. me of like the Minnesota Vikings. Oh, I, I thought you the Lakers. Easter. The Lakers, yeah. What'd you say, Jess? Easter, purple and yellow, right? My yeah. bat mitzvah colors are purple and yellow, speaking of Easter. <laughs> those, things, those things are not the same. <laughs> I know, I was born in April, though, so they happen roughly at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> the only reason that this one didn't win is because Summerush's colors, I think, are orange and purple. This would be an easy one to get the branding in on us. So if you need some help, Samrush, give us a call. We'll help you out. But the big winner here was Rank Ranger. It was the rank volatility by niche. There's a look here about health, finance, retail, and travel. I look at this, and I just think this looks like a Tetris board. Oh, I thought oh. a middle finger, the first one. Oh, no. I just, I'm like, look, I got that slot. Give me that big line and I'm going to town on this thing. I just need two lines and we are golden here. So Rank Ranger, your rank volatility by niche is the winner. And that was Barry's Charts with Greg, an audio program for visual charts. For visual charts. <laughs> All right. And from Mashable, YouTube is rolling out new content specific creator analytics for YouTube shorts and live streams. This actually looks looks nice. You can break it down to see what your videos are doing, what your shorts are doing, what your posts are doing, what your live is doing. Um, it makes it very easy to, to toggle between the two. And Mashable had a very good point that your um, average time watch is going to be different from a normal video like this. It's going to be about an hour versus a short. It might be six, I mean, maximum 60 seconds. So I think that this is a well-needed change and will help you see a better view of that data. Uh, overall. And there is also a look that you can see. This was an image provided by Google or YouTube technically to Mashable. All right. And we'll put it up on screen here. 
but they say you can separate content types in analytics. Um, and then you can see just, again, some of the content and how viewers find your shorts. There's a very unfortunate cropping of the text in the video. Oh, no. I'm so glad. YouTube, can you please think about what you're doing? Is anybody there? Neil, Neil, are you there? It's a short version of the word. Check us out on YouTube if you want to see it. Unbelievable. So, so there is, yes, on YouTube or Spotify video, you can see the unfortunate shortening of a term about YouTube that I don't think you can, hopefully is not on YouTube out there. So next story here from Tenuity, Andrea Cruz and Brett. Brett? Brett. Brett. There's an article called, What is Walmart Deals for Days? And How to Access the Walmart Plus Weekend Event. If you're a retailer or you're interested in it, go check it out over on Tenuity.com. And next up, there is a really interesting story concept for creators called Orca. And this service will let creators make digital storefronts and you can sell curated products and get a 20% commission on that, which is a, a pretty big deal from an affiliate standpoint. You, you, the content creators will be able to sort through a catalog and essentially make their own store based off of what is in that catalog. I think it's a smart idea. It's all going to be dependent on the quality of goods in the catalog. Mm -hmm. You know, if you've got garbage products, nobody's going to use it. But if you can source actual good products, this could be something big for, you know, anybody that's a creator out there that's looking to monetize. 20% is a pretty big deal. Pretty killer. Oh my God. Right. just waiting. <laughs> Cease and desist says killer behind the mic here. <laughs> All right. Google Maps is, or Street View is turning 15. Aw. And they have a new, what'd you say? Quinceanera? Quinceanera. Happy yes. Quinceanera. <laughs> and along with the birthday, they have a new camera. It kind of looks like a little robot. It's super cute. It's really mm -hmm. cute. It's, it's always really fun robot. when you see the Google Street View. Yes, and this one is a camera that's more handheld too, so you can take it into places like the Amazon or other places that would traditionally be hard to capture. So it weighs less than 15 pounds, it's customizable, it can fit on cars, and that's really nice. And then another thing that's happening is you can go back in time with Street View. Jess, I don't know what that weird hexagon egg that everybody jumps off of in New York City is called. <laughs> Why would you say that? They shut it down. Yeah. You can't go in it. Because people jumped off Everybody it? Everybody jumps off it. That's terrible. You're not allowed to go on anymore. Why? We don't know. What, it, what is the name of that Why thing? are people jumping? I don't remember. Last time I was there, it was still being built. So. The vessel in New York City's Hudson Yard. The vessel. So you can go in there and you can see over time what it looks like when it was being built and then what it looks like today. So I think that's pretty cool if you're like looking, again, I don't know where the marketing angle is necessarily, but if you're ever looking something up, pretty cool. Very sweet. And there is also, this is a marketing angle towards the new Street View. There's a 360 video compatible, if you have a 360 video compatible camera with built-in GPS tracker or an external device, there's going to be something that is now a Street View studio for photographers. So you can publish 360 imagery quickly and in batches. So Jess, if you wanted to go through and show your storefront, mm. you'll be able to do that with this new um, Street View Studio. And you can publish it all, manage contributions, and basically receive notifications. So pretty cool. And lastly here, Spotify is investing $100,000 in African podcasters. You love to see it. TubeFilter had the initial story. 
They didn't have a lot more detail on it. They said Spotify's blog post about the Africa podcast grant did not include information about how and when creators can apply, when funds will be dispersed, or if participants will receive mentorship in addition to money, something that's common with other creator funds. So we'll keep you tuned with what happens with it. Not a lot of details right now, but a very nice initiative. And that's it in, in organic, bud. What's happening in social? And that's it in organic, Jessica Lee, bud. Oh, me? What's happening in social? All right, y'all. Uh, first up in social this week, from social media today, Reddit is looking to make a bigger push on its Reddit talk audio social experiment with a new host program to help find and nurture top conversational talent in app so this is open to anyone that has access to reddit talk if you don't already you can still apply if you're interested but there are some requirements as far as content that needs to be produced in order to qualify so you can check the post for more details but my biggest thing from this is reddit talk is such a boring name like beat set it it's an audio thing yeah and it sounds like the reddit side of tiktok oh I mean, it is, maybe I just sound nasally, but it's talk, T-A-L-K. But mm-hmm. yeah, I'm with you. But what was the it. name you came up with again? Said it. And forget it. I mean, people will. R.I.P. Ron Papil. <laughs> Next, Meta has announced the launch of the Facebook Graph API version 14.0 and marketing API version 14.0. What does this mean for you? Stealing from the SEOs here when I say it depends. If you care about any of the following items, grab the link, community.discord. <laughs> No, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> Community.marketingoclock.com for more details. Just leave that flub in there. We're rolling through it. They updated their data protection assessment, introduced a new access verification process, added new permissible use cases for like and post data. They added new message template options for WhatsApp and support for post-conversion optimization. They're also adding new tools to Business Manager for better visibility into app integrations that you may have. So if you care about any of those things, definitely read it for more info on the details. And now, for the most I have ever cared about the Jonas Brothers in the history of mankind. I feel like you were a big Jonas fan. I wasn't. I, I, this is terrible. I don't like male recording artists. Oh, we know this. I don't know if the audience knows this, but Jess and I know this. I just want to be able to sing along and they're out of my key. Like, I like the Jonas Brothers, but I'm never going to be, like, obsessed, like, going to a concert, screaming my head off the way I am for Taylor Swift, or it would be for, like, Madonna if I ever got to see her live, you know? So should I do this in a deeper voice so you can sing along? (laughs) Sure. (laughs) From TechCrunch. This is not an exact quote. I'm going to paraphrase. But with the help of former teen heartthrobs, that's an exact quote. Scriber is a new creator subscription company for more established entertainment figures like the Jonas Brothers themselves. They have equity in the company, by the way. So they're helping to kick this thing off. The interesting thing about this, you basically, you pay a subscription fee, you get exclusive content from said creators, but it's solely via SMS, so text messages. And it's currently only available in the US, which makes sense because I feel like the rest of the world is on like WhatsApp or what have you. So way to think on the scalable uh, scalable front there. But the Jonas Brothers are all in on this thing. And who pulled these screenshots? I did. I have lots to say about this. There'll be three screenshots on, on screen. I don't know what the Jonas's are. That's Kevin. They the first look one, the same as they always have. First the first of all. one looks looks like this is a Redditor. Like somebody that's on a Reddit nonstop. Now you're making me feel like I am a Jonas Brothers fan. Why? I you have feel the seen need the to documentary defend? and I just feel like 
Kevin is Kevin Jonas shreds. Okay. Which one's Kevin? This is the one that looks like a Joe runner. and Nick get all of the recognition. They have the solo career. But Kevin is the one who, like, when they took the break, he just raised his family. He has a beautiful, normal hairdresser wife, two beautiful daughters, and he shreds, okay? He shreds doesn't need what? the recognition. All he does is play guitar, Oh, and he does a great job. And, you know, nobody has a crush on him. And maybe I do, okay? Well, he looks like a redditor. And then the second Jonas looks like somebody put a filter on his That's face. That's Nick, he new father. He looks like he's in a public restaurant. New father. He looks like he's is in a that the one married to the Game of Thrones person? No, this is the one married to Priyanka, Nick, you baby. Great story. Isn't somebody married to the Game of Thrones person? That's is Joe. that the sweaty guy next? <laughs> you guys are Wait. making me feel like I am yeah. a Jonas Brothers. You know a lot okay. about the Joe Bros. Yeah, so this one looks like somebody put like a, a filter on, like a furry filter, like a cartoon filter. And I have seen mm. Nick Jonas live. Which okay. one's well, Nick? This... Oh, I also saw him at um, the 33 Club in Buffalo. <laughs> Do you have to be 33 to go there? No, what is it called? 34. Club 30. I'm mixing it up with the Disneyland. 34? Club. Is it Thurman Thomas or something? No, it's on Elmwood near Allentown, uh, Club 33 or whatever. Barking up the wrong tree yeah. here. Trees. All <laughs> forest. So one looks like else. a redditor. Yeah. One looks like somebody has a filter, like a cartoon filter applied to their face. It's a MySpace angle. And then the other one looks like Adam Masseri mixed with like <laughs> so Oscar Joe. De La Hoya with like the Joe. slick back hair when he had the slick back He just back got stage. off the like, treadmill or the Peloton uh, for this photo. It does. It does. It looks like it just had a good workout in. It's got the big collar like Adam Masseri has. He's married to Sophie. Sort of looks like Razor Ramon a little bit from the 90s. I don't know who that I is. Just, there's such a variance in where the Jonases went. They're brothers. I'm here for it, and I appreciate yeah. it. Joe and Nick think they're like a lot better than Kevin. Which ones are those? Nick is the reason <laughs> the band broke up. He's like really into himself, and he's like technically the most talented, and he's the youngest, but he had the career first. Is this what happened to Hanson? Yeah. Oh, I don't know what happened to Hanson. But Joe, I think Nick plays no instruments. He just sings. But Joe plays like all the instruments and sings. And he thinks he's so artsy. And then Kevin's just a nice dad, you know? And he shreds. Well, I just want to get Joe hooked up with Adam Masseri. And I'll have, we should pay them on a cameo to sing a song about you. Oh, that'd be so nice. Okay. <laughs> Except they can't hear this because it, they won't do it if they hear what you just said. And it's a cover of Shep O' Shep by oh, Satchel. from that. Steel Panther. But it'll be like the Disney versions. They won't swear at all. And I will say... Greg, your assessment, I agree with fully. But they are giving away $2 of every subscription to charity. So that's nice. I guess they're nice. But that's what nice. after charity. <laughs> Different, various charities okay. close to their hearts. They did not say. There's not a lot of info. But if you watch the video that these screenshots are from, you can hear them say it. What if I could be a charity? Maybe it's some lady named charity. I don't know. <laughs> but someone's getting $2 of every subscription, which I think is about half, maybe a little bit under. That's very nice. So thanks, Joe Bros. Go scribe if you want. I didn't know I was a Joe Rose fan until right now. <laughs> and you really <laughs> took it home. What a day for you. <laughs> new month, new you as well, Shepard. Thanks. All right. Moving on. I can't read my screenshot. <laughs> From <laughs> Salmon <laughs> Mimon at Salmon underscore Mimon underscore seven. Not Salmon. No. Salman. Salman. Um, that was the only part I couldn't read. Instagram is working on redesigning share sheet and also adding a remix button. There were some comments, this is a tweet from him, and there were some comments saying it's not new, but people have seen it being tested, but it was new to Salman, new to us, so thanks for sharing. Killer, I would love to hear your feedback on this because I finally kind of understand what like TikTok remixes are. It makes a ton of sense. You can just go out there, find all these entertainers and do it. Instagram remixes, is that what we need? Do we need Instagram remixes? I mean, since it's 
like everything's transforming into TikTok, so like why wouldn't it be included? But we have TikTok. Well, everybody Some wants to be TikTok. TikTok. Everybody just reposts their TikTok remixes to Instagram. What right. if you could remix on Instagram a TikTok? So the original remix they don't want is a real. The branding's in there. They won't show it. Yeah, you could just put a sticker over it. I don't know. I just there, I go on Instagram now, and it's there's too much stuff. I'm not looking for entertainment. I'm looking to see what people I know are up to. Do you feel that way? Yeah, I feel like everything's getting like more and more complicated. And like when I go on even my explore page on Instagram, I don't see that many reels. And it's like the things I see isn't even like tailored to me. I feel like it's just gotten so bizarre. And like, you know, I like the same stuff like over and over again, like or similar things. But my explore page gets so weird. And so it makes me feel like, well, I'm not going to watch these reels because if my explore page isn't like anywhere near what I'm interested in, why would the reels be? Yeah. I don't know. I just feel like Meta should maybe try something new for once in their life. They've gone in this reactive thing where they just try to steal from everybody else. Try something new, Zuck. You, you want to know what they're trying new? I'm going to skip ahead. They're testing avatar reactions and in Instagram stories as opposed to emojis. I know. You just rolled your eyes for those not watching. He rolled his eyes. It's Meta's way of bringing the Metaverse to you, even if you're not ready for VR. So... Uh, stupid as it feels like they're making moves there we go love it okay just saying all right from the guardian twitter has been fined 150 million dollars for handing users contact handing users contact details to advertisers that's what it says um u.s regulators said social media firm said the social media firm gave advertisers information collected for security purposes i don't like that that's what's going on over there. <laughs> Seems like a big difference in why you're looking for information. Big news for e-commerce folks. If you're using WooCommerce and TikTok, you should rejoice because there is a new TikTok plugin for WooCommerce that enables users to connect their product catalog, activate the TikTok pixel tracking, and create TikTok ads, all from the WooCommerce dashboard. Again, how much of that you want to do, up to you, but it's a really cool feature that is now available. So, up to Woo. Up to Woo. I see what Wu did there. <laughs> okay. <laughs> From Marketing Brew, Clara, the latest Glassdoor for Influencers app, wants to even the playing field between brands and creators. And according to this article, over 13,000 whole influencers have signed up since January of this year, 2022. So it's six months. It's positioned as creator first rather than brand first. So there's a little bit of a different flavor there. But even so, if you're in the market for influencer marketing, maybe check it out as an genius. alternate way. This idea is genius. It's the problem. Makes people like, feel seen. That's for sure. Some people try really hard with their ads. Other people don't. You shouldn't pay the same amount, and you should be able to vet that. And if you have a good experience, you should be able to share that. Will people do it? I don't know, but it will be. It is a genius idea. Thirteen thousand people have already signed up. Finally, from TechCrunch, by way of the famous Christina from Discord. Twitter investors are suing Elon Musk over acquisition shenanigans. The suit was filed Wednesday in federal district, district court from Northern California and argues that Musk intentionally drove down the company's stock to secure a better deal. The fair market value of Twitter's securities has been adversely affected by Musk's false statement statements and wrongful conduct, the complaint states. So there's talk of bots, tech stocks, disclosure filings. You can check it out if you're into legal or Twitter drama. As Christina put it, it's a 
musk read marketing article. And then she said, sorry, not sorry. And I'm not sorry either, but cease and desist. It's funny, but I make the funny jokes here, the rhymes, the puns, Christina. And sometimes Greg puts in. Good job, though. She can make her own puns in her own time. She did a really good job. Like I'm only suing because it was so good. Um, it's not just Mr. Musk either, by the way. There's drama with the whole board. According to social media today, board member Egon Durbin resigned from the board after Twitter shareholders blocked his reelection, but then Twitter is rejecting the resignation. It's a whole thing, a whole lot of things. And you can read the article for more if you're bored, but I am, so... We're done here. And some quick breaking news here. Mark Zuckerberg just announced that it's the end of an era. After 14 years, his good friend and partner, Sheryl Sandberg, is stepping down as the COO of Meta. This is a pretty huge move here. Uh, she was the author of Lean In, a, a fantastic book, and has been with the company 14 years. So, you know, we'll see what happens there and who can replace her. She's got uh, some some big shoes to fill there. Speaking of shoes, more breaking news because I didn't see this insertion from Greg Finn. TikTok is testing a clear mode for a distraction-free scrolling experience. Hot off the press, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> so cool. check that out. All right. Now on to our segment segments here. We have a segment called How Rude. And first up from the Taffer Boy on Twitter, Mark Williams Cook is his full name says, what do we think about this kind of Google account manager, CC at Ginny Marvin, winning hearts and minds, question mark. And there's an email from what appears to be a Google account manager. The name was blocked off, but they said, hi, George, it's the end of the quarter and we didn't discuss big accounts you're managing. Can we discuss them next week? If you choose to ignore my messages, respond when there's something I can assist you with, then ghost me again. I will reach out to the end client to tell them you're refusing this free Google service tailored specifically for your end clients. That is not good. Wow. That's a threat. That's a threat. And it's from a, in this according, allegedly from the screenshot from a Google email address. Mm. And we have another entry here from the How Rude section from Anu at the Marketing Anu on Twitter and will be joining us on our chat the oops all heck. She says, at PPC chat fam, or hashtag PPC chat fam, I saw another LinkedIn post where someone shared a threatening message from Google Rep saying, I'll reach out to the end client. This might be this one. There's a lot going on, and I, I'm just guessing maybe this is this one. I didn't kind of put two and two together, but I did, I did now. And Ginny, to her response, using her at as liaison account, said, hi, Mark. This response is not in line with how we expect our team to support our valuable partners. We take this very seriously and are following up with the partner directly and will be addressing this internally immediately. To which Mark Williams Cook replies and says, the replies slash quote tweets would suggest this is far from an isolated case. Google, you brought this on yourself. Mm -hmm. You outsourced all this stuff to other agencies to make more money. They have things to hit. They have kids to feed. They have money to make. You gave them the Google account. It's from at Google. Take it away from them. If you really care about this, stop letting all these third parties outsourced help go and sell the end users. Like, it just, you brought this on yourself for to make a quick buck. There's an easy, easy way to stop this. 
stop all these what I don't know what the name of it is. I forget the name of it. All these these third parties that this is what you get when you pay under working wages in the US and you outsource this, you are not going to be in control of what happens. Shame on you. And that brings us to our real life segment, straight out of our accounts and into your ear holes. It's time for Working Hard or Hardly Working, where we talk about what's going on in our IRL work, good, bad, or otherwise. Okay, and something good that Google did for me, um, I'm actually loving the new appointment slot feature with Google Calendar. So when we scheduled our big episode that we have coming up with a bunch of friends of the podcast, I was able to just put a big block of time on my calendar and send it to all of them and say, grab 20 minutes and they could just click and make an event. So it's nice that we don't have to do that with HubSpot or Calendly or anything else. We can just do it right with Google and it was pretty easy to use. All right, something working hard for me. We had Memorial Day off Monday of this of this week. I came in and it was phenomenal. Working hard. To work, work. No, but I don't get dedicated blocks now with just how much stuff is going on. It was heavenly to sit down. I had this audit. I was behind with all these issues, all these Bruno 19 issues. Bleep that out. <laughs> Killer. With all these Bruno 19 issues and just things going on, I've been behind and I'm usually not behind. And I just came in and I worked five straight hours on one thing and it came out so good and I just feel so good about it. I'm so happy for you. Thank you. I am too, but I hope you enjoyed the rest of your oh, weekend yeah. without working. A great weekend. <laughs> for me, I don't know if it's working hard or hardly working yet remains to be seen, but PSA, we just heard a horror story from an ad platform rep, right? We've all experienced that. We've all ghosted reps or ignored reps or anything like that. We had a rep reach out to us recently from LinkedIn for a client account. And we said, you know what? Heck with it. Let's talk to this person. It's been a while since we've spoken to anyone um, on the ad platform side. Just see what's up. The girl came in with questions about our business, wanted to understand what we were doing, what's our strategy, what products are we trying to promote, how are we doing it now, what are our goals for the future, and she didn't have any suggestions for changes to make. She said she wanted to take that in and would come back with suggestions. So just a refreshing ad platform rep experience. Again, not sure where it's going to go from here, but I guess PSA, take the conversation if you have time once in a while just to retest the waters even if you've been burned before. And now for this week's Cool Tool. As a reminder, our Cool Tool segment is not an official endorsement or paid mention. We're simply sharing something we found in our travels that may be of use to our listeners. And is really, really cool. This week's Cool Tool is a hot topic, which is not a rhyme, but it is a great store. And it's an update to the keyword research tool from Inlinks centered around topics. In their words, it delivers more keywords, but much more context. End quote. I love that. So you start with your keyword, you find variations, then you can drill down into the user intent that matches your business, not just something with volume. Find related topics around that to help you really develop content that resonates with, again, your target audience. For bonus points, the new content plan module within the tool cites relevant headlines from existing content out there on the internet to give you that extra competitive advantage. Really cool stuff. I mean, cool tool. So again, that is the updated InLinks keyword research tool. As always, we will have the link in our newsletter as well as on Discord. So pick your poison and check it out. Now it's time for our must-read marketing article of the week. An article so advanced, so in-depth, so detailed that we simply cannot cover it in its entirety on today's show. 
This week's must-read marketing article of the week comes from Mike Ryan at Mike Ryan Retail on Twitter. He's got a post over on Smarter Ecommerce, smarter-ecommerce.com, called Performance Max Campaigns, Successful Strategies for Online Retail. If you're looking, if you're in retail, I'm just going to say this is the best Performance Max article ever created. So kudos to you, Mike Ryan. He also tagged me in the tweet <laughs> saying, you might notice how different this is tonally to how I approached smart shopping campaigns a couple years ago. I mostly tabled my criticisms of Pmax. Sorry, Greg Finn, like, <laughs> I guess. And try to offer a by the books, no hacks, yet hopefully interesting approach. Enjoy responsibly. I cannot tell you how much I appreciate this post from Mike Ryan. It's the way you should think about performance max. It's the way that it should operate. He is so smart. And the way he put this together is phenomenal. It's based on values and segmentation and basically what you can control with Performance Max. That being said, I can still not like Performance Max. I think it's a garbage product that is going to make Google Ads worse. I like the ability to show up for search only. Like I like those things. But he has a very, very good... Everybody should go read this article. And we should have a separate show with him. He's, he's just so smart at this. But he says, my point is that Performance Max is a new advertising platform incubating within the old one. Standard campaigns will remain for the next few years, but Performance Max will be the launching pad for every new capability and format. For retail, retail campaigns, Performance Max will go hand-in-hand with new developments for Merchant Center, which will in turn hold more gravity as a gateway to Google Shopping Graph. I agree with everything he says. It's still is an inferior product when you cannot get data from it. It's what we have, and to his point, we it's reality on reality's terms. I can't turn that back. There's a whole bunch of other stuff that I would love to debunk, but I think we need an, and I can't even debunk it. Everything he says is right in here. There's like nothing I can say, except for the fact that I want some data, and I would like the ability to dictate where my ads can show. And I've been thinking about this a lot. Like Performance Max is a, absolutely brilliant campaign type for people that don't know digital advertising. Mm -hmm. If you're in a traditional ad agency and you don't know how things work and you don't know how performance works or anything like that, this is the ad type for you. It is, however, not for people that really care about true performance or data or anything like that. We're moving towards this world of like everything's big data this, big data this. This is no data. And I again, I think there's ways to improve this, but there's, there's really nothing you can argue in this article. It's just really, really good. So kudos, Mike Ryan. And, you know, again, maybe we can set up something else for an uh, in-depth, deep dive on this topic. And now onto our playlist of curated songs to work to. You can head over to playlist.marketingaclock.com to listen to Marketing a Playlist. <laughs> Greg, what is going on in the playlist this week? I feel like you need to relax. You know what? (laughs) There will be... Serenity now. Absolutely no relaxing because it is Delete Forever by Grimes. Yes! Thank you. I almost picked that this week and I didn't. Someone needed to. Jess Bud? That's such a good song. Have you heard it? No. Is it about Amber Heard? It's so good. What? No. No. Listen. There's no relax. It is song of the year. I can't stop listening to it. Is it new? 
No, it's like from 2020. But it's is this what you shared with me? This one or is that this different? This is the one. Oh, this is one? It's, well, it's so good. Kudos to Jess for <sighs> tuning, turning me on to this one. So do you need a second I listen to it like three song? times a day. No, I purposely didn't pick that because I thought Greg might and I'm so glad he did because it's so good. Why is this the week for it though? I don't it, understand. Every week is the week for it. But I also had two Grimes songs already on the playlist. One was a collab with Poppy. But, but when you say relax, it takes me back to a tweet by Kevin Durant when he was <laughs> responding to a hater online when a hater said to relax. He says, oh. there's no relax, champ, period. No relax when I'm on Twitter, period. <laughs> I'm on 10 to the second I close the app, period. You relax, exclamation point. So you relax. Yeah, you relax. Listen, to, Shep, you might even like the song. Okay, I'll give it a try. Send it to me. She won't. What's your song? Oh, I get to pick one? Yeah. <laughs> Other than just hard, like hard cosign on that one. So good. Um, Skeletons by the Brothers Osborne. It's a country song. Oh, country. Yeah. Brothers okay. Osborne, are they related to the Brothers Jonas? <laughs> but it's still no, just Ozzy. Skeleton. Of course it is. Um, I've been listening to, I don't know if it's Haim, Haim, you know, those three sisters. They're yeah, cool. I like them. Um, Little of Your Love. It's a good song. They're friends of Taylor Swift. Wow, what an endorsement. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that does it for today's show. It is now officially not Marketing O'Clock. Thanks for listening. And we'll see you next week. Thanks for listening to Marketing O'Clock. If you're looking for more information on today's topic, head over to marketingoclock.com slash newsletter to receive every single article we covered. We share the news as it breaks in our Discord community. Head over to community.marketingoclock.com to join. Welcome to this week's Shoot in the Heck, where after our famous Friday news show, we don't talk about marketing anymore. We just... Shoot the heck. Today, we will be playing a game that, honestly, I can't stand. What? <laughs> really? This is everybody's favorite Wait, game, I'm Chef. I'm kidding. What are we playing? <laughs> poke holes in this. She would have said that no matter what the game was. <laughs> it's poke holes in this, where there's an idea that can absolutely not have any holes poked, and you have to try to poke holes Okay. In. I will. All right. So first up... Anybody know who won the most recent Kentucky Derby? A horse. Yes. Yep, exactly. And the name of the horse was Rich Strike. Oh, right. Richard. Poke holes in this. <laughs> Racehorses that are sponsored like NASCAR. You look at a NASCAR car, there's sponsors everywhere. Ooh. You look at a horse and it's like, you know, the, the gallant galloper. And it's like, what is this? You could easily put that in and be like, it's Equifax or something like that. Okay, I've been recording podcasts for like five hours today, so I might say something kind of crazy. The only thing that could make horse racing any ickier is what you're saying. What? There's so much money. The horse owners make so much money. The whipping of the horses, you know, it's icky, icky, icky. The horses get no respect, Craig. Now you're going to bring in corporate sponsors? I just don't want to be like, oh, who came in third in Kentucky Derby? Zandon. Like, why don't you just say no. it's like, oh, it's it's Kmart. No, the funnest part, funnest is a word. You point at me when you say Kmart. Thanks. The CVS, how about that? <laughs> the best part is the fun names. And you're going to take that away? Yes. For corporate sponsors? Yes. I'm out. I can't with the race. I like drinking and I like big hats on other people, but I can't with the race. So I don't condone this idea no <laughs> matter what it is. They murder so I'm not wearing a big hat. Because they murder so many horses? They're not nice to the yeah, horses. Yeah, they're terrible. Okay. Yeah. So you can take away its name for the couple minutes it's alive? Greg, I can't. I'm sorry. All right. Here's an amazing idea. You're just going to do all the ideas. I don't get one. 
you want an idea? I have a great idea. Let's hear oh, it. Speaking none. of Sorry, dead animals. Does anybody else have, I didn't. I was trying to do all the heavy lifting because we podcast all day today. I'm out. Jess, what do you got? I'm here to help. Dead animals being the theme. Oh, that's right up your alley. Yes. Do you ever drive down the road and you see yes. a dead animal and it's got like a collar on it or it's a cat and you're like, oh, it's probably somebody's pet, right? App idea. Roadkill radar is the name and you can report a dead animal sighting so somebody who's lost fluffy can just have some closure that's so sad so do you not you don't download the app until you're like in your pits of despair oh my gosh this is an awful that's idea. terrible i think it's a great idea do you know that your husband dm me this weekend oh, I know. your husband dm me with an app idea that somehow was better than this this one. is the maker of fantasy fishing y'all yeah he dm me and said i've got an idea i believe he said just thinks it's pretty stupid or something of that nature. I told him that we don't build apps for free. <laughs> he said, I pitched Jess an app. Can I tell this? You line? absolutely can. Nobody's going to build this for <laughs> I pitched Jess an app idea called Am I Open? It's for businesses. Uses geolocation, period. The logo will glow from green to yellow to orange to red when it's approaching closing. She says, I'm insane. Do you know what I responded to him with? No. You are. She would be correct. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody's gonna use it. That's the only problem with like Google My Business is that people don't update their hours. He was standing at the grill in flip flops when he was telling me about this, and I'm like, that sounds. I would use it, but no one else would. Nobody's gonna download an app for this. What Google Maps is for? It tells you it's gonna close when you put it in. Like the business may be closed by then. Nobody's gonna download a separate app, and it can tell you where your kitty is. So I said, I'm smiling. A laughing face, and I said, it's hard to get anyone to use alternative map apps. And he says, I'll prove you all wrong. So, <laughs> you still might have plans. But your idea. Can you imagine? You're like, oh my gosh, I'm on the last resort. I'm going to download the Bud Dead That's Pet so Finder. Roadkill radar. That's so sad. You ever just want to be no. like, That's someone's pet and what's report your monetization it? strategy? I don't have one. We're just helping people. <laughs> It should roadkill radar is terrible. It should be a nicer name like, like roadkill is when nobody wants the <laughs> animal. It's like that's absolutely the worst case scenario. It's Sorry, wait. Causeway casualties. <laughs> what do you want? Hey, <laughs> Jess. Are you taking a picture of the roadkill? <laughs> is this fluffy? It's I don't so know. Terrible. Unbelievable. So you're gonna invest or what? No. no. Okay. All right, Jess, I appreciate your effort, but it was terrible. I'm glad we had a second to circle back to that because what? I think it's really important. Well, no, on name and Lawson, like what? Oh, no. Sniffles hasn't been home in five days. Let me download Roadkill Radar. It's and next door for dead pets. <laughs> it's terrible. Can you imagine? You'd have to be there with your your like significant other and be like, "Do you think it's time to download?" <laughs> No. Should we download Roadkill Radar? Like, I don't think that's Scruffy's tail. Like, I don't think that's it. No. Terrible. I thought it was brilliant. Okay. Here we go. People like fancy restaurants. Right? Some people. Mix it with Roadkill. No. <laughs> What's the worst part of going to a restaurant? A fancy restaurant. Parking. Yes. Dressing up. Oh, Absolutely. that's not what I was going right? to say. So what that's if the you, best part. 
It's the only good part. No. So what if you... Small portions is the worst part. <laughs> what if you make a restaurant so fancy, it's so fancy you cannot dress up, <laughs> and you wear normal casual clothes, like and that. people dress up, <laughs> yeah, like my Dan Flash. He's shirt. fancy. <laughs> so good. But it's like, it's so fancy that you can wear what you want, and if you look too good, you're out. Ooh. That's kind of already a thing in the world. I went to this really dumb event um, pre-pandemic that I think caused the pandemic <laughs> at a dumb bar in Buffalo called Blackout Brunch. <laughs> we put paper on the windows and made it dark and charged you a bunch of money at the door to serve cereal. <laughs> they had like cereal and champagne, milk and champagne bottles and then cereal. But you paid like 40 bucks at the door. Would. No. Anyway, my point being, all the girls... We're wearing like sweatpants and high heels. I'm like, where do you think you live? This is Buffalo, New York. <laughs> and I think that's why Bruno happened. Because this just needed to end. All right. Do you have any more, Jess? Ideas or holes? <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> Ideas? Have we talked about a smelling salt candle before? No, that's a fantastic idea. Let Thank me you. hear more. That's all I got. <laughs> smelling salt candle. Sold. I will <laughs> invest. Everyone would have to consent in the room. Of course, but you only invite people that are interested. Don't when you invite like me. It. We use smelling salt yeah. before every show. <laughs> this one is our probably our best one yet, the Red the Line red Atomic one. Rhino. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It is unbelievable. It really gets you going. Oh my god, I love it so much. Can I have some, sir? Sure. You, imagine if you could put the, if you could bottle this and put it in a candle so it's like calming while it's doing. <laughs> <laughs> you don't really got in close because it that. wasn't working at first. Nobody wants to think of their pet as roadkill. <laughs> we moved on from that idea. Yeah. Investors are already calling. All right. Lastly, can I go with my last one here? Yeah. I don't know if I can handle it. A monitor? Do you want a silly one or a normal one? <laughs> They're all silly. Oh, this one's... All right. We'll go with a silly one. A bagel shop that only sells rutabaga bagels. <laughs> what is a rutabaga? Ruta what bagels? is it? Yeah! Rutabagos! <laughs> It's only rutabaga bagels, and it's called rutabagels. Who wouldn't go order and be like, oh, you want rutabagels? Like, yes, please give me the rutabagas. Do rutabaga bagels exist? I don't Isn't know. Isn't it like a root vegetable? I thought about it one day, and I can't it's stop so thinking about good. it. It's a good horse name, too. <laughs> yes. A rutabaga bagels <laughs> sponsored by LifeLock. <laughs> okay. We've got to shut this down, everybody. Thanks for listening. <laughs> we'll see you next week. <laughs> Did you seriously make it all the way through that episode of Marketing O'Clock? Good for you. If you're looking for more content, there is a lot more where that came from. So click to watch our latest episode with plenty of digital marketing news and hot takes. Also, please subscribe to our show and like this episode because my job depends on it.